welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Welcome to Elijah Streams. Happy Wednesday. I always have to, <laughs> Wednesday, July 27, 2022. I can't believe the end of July is almost here. These times are getting more and more and more exciting. I can't believe the good things that are just straight ahead. So looking forward to it. Very, very excited. We have Kat coming on in just a few moments. Let's make a couple of quick announcements for you before we do that. We're now up to 41 wells, which you mentioned, I think, the last episode. And it's six more wells very soon. I mean, we're halfway there. So we'll be at 45 and 46 and 47. I'm I'm not sure when the cutoff of these numbers are, but um, it's amazing, amazing things. I was thinking about coming on and talking about if people say, what's the fruit of your ministry? Besides, you know, we see what you're doing with all the different guests and Robin and Kat and Johnny and uh, Amanda Grace and Rob, uh, let's see, um, Donna Rigney, I'm saying this off the top of my head, Manuel. There's so many more. I'm sorry for those that are, Kim Robinson, all of that. So Hank Kuhneman. Okay, I'll stop there. (laughs) Anyway, other than all of the stuff that we're seeing and the encouragement we're getting, um, what's the fruit? Well, we found out just a few days ago that now because of the wells that we're digging in Uganda, and we're, we'll be digging them in, in places here in the America, too. We're still working on that. We have some amazing announcements soon. But 300 salvations have come out of putting those wells in because uh, Mike and Lori, who do our evangelists down to the core of their being, and they make sure that Jesus gets credit for all of these wells before the people. So 300 people have come to the Lord, and there's been eight new church plants. Now, I wouldn't have planned any of that. I wouldn't have known how to do it, didn't have the you know, the knowledge, but we did the wells with your donations. It wasn't our money. It was yours. And so you are the ones that are credited with digging those wells for the people. So when, when the, you know, the eternity comes for you, God's going to say, well done, good and faithful servant. Thank you for feeding the poor and giving water, a cup of cold water. So I wanted to say that we'll get the, we do, we'll do updated videos along the way, but thank you so much for supporting this ministry. Okay. One other announcement tomorrow, we have a special guest. His name is Herman Martyr. I'm thinking I'm saying that right. Herman and I sat, have sat on the same ra- prophetic roundtable for a few years. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping I'm saying his last name right because I always just call him Herman. He was an advisor to the Trump campaign, especially as it relates to um, the Asian community. And so he will be on tomorrow on Rumble only. And here's what he said about that. I would love to discuss with your viewers. My take on the condition of the body of Christ in America and the role of President Trump in the fulfillment of God's plan for our nations, as well as how Asian Americans play a part in turning our nation back to God. So you're really not going to want to miss this tomorrow. It's 11 11 o'clock Pacific time, 11 a.m. Pacific time uh, tomorrow. And it's going to be really good, especially for Asian Americans or just Asian friends, loved ones. Uh, Be sure to tell them to watch that live because it's going to be really relevant both politically and in the spirit and and prophetically and patriotically, all of those things. So, all right. Well, we have a new intro uh, for Steve and Kat, or Wednesdays with Kat and Steve. So without further delay, let's watch Kat. I love it. How'd you like that cake? Oh, that was really great. (laughs) That was great. That was great. And I like that one. (laughs) Well, you know, I think Jen saw it. She said, oh, you should make a chocolate cake next time because we made updates. For sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, that's so good because that was probably angel food cake. I'm, I'm thinking, I'm trying to remember. It went by really fast, but Emily did a great angel job food, with that. Great. So, well, Kat, been, stuff's been going on. What would you like to talk about today? Let me just throw it to you. 
Well, let's start with heaven. Okay. Because really, this is what this whole thing is all about. You know, the Father really wants his house, the world called heaven, revealed so people will understand more about him and the way he operates. And also, what you have to look forward to is, is a believer. And I do know that when the Father talked to me some time ago, he said that these revelations will help to, uh, you know, get rid of the fear of death. When you have understanding, it says, and all you're getting of wisdom, get understanding. Good. Understanding in, in the word means knowledge of the Holy One. That would actually be the Father. And, you know, heaven is his home. That's what it says. Our Father who is in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that clearly says that they want the revelation of heaven to be on this earth, that we that will go there one day, will clearly understand Christ said, I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would not have told you. And the word also says, I is not seen nor ear heard, nor entered the heart or mind of man with God. God is prepared for those that love him, except, I love the except, except that it be revealed by the spirit. And the spirit of God takes me to heaven to give me revelation, to show me things in heaven, how they operate, how people live there. What happens from the moment you die until you pass into your beautiful place in heaven that God has made for you? And I can tell you, it has been a life worth living. It's, it is a huge sacrifice for me, but I was willing a long time ago, and I've been doing this for over 20 years, so it's too late to tell me it's not real. It's too late to tell me that it doesn't help people. We have a lot of evidence from people on how it's changed their life. Yeah. When the loved ones pass now, they will actually have a celebration. Did you know that when you pass from this world, heaven has a party? It says so in the word of God. They celebrate when one person comes home to heaven. And so that you can look forward to, not fear, not being ignored. In heaven, there's no lack. There's no, uh, there's no neglect of anybody. Nobody gets rejected. There's no bad memories of things that happened in your life. You're living in the presence of love itself. The presence of God will permeate every part of heaven. You all the time, you may go to the throne room when you wish. There's nothing to keep you from there. If the blood of Christ made you clean, and by the way, from the time you, you are clean, you're counted righteous. Awesome. The righteous can stand before the throne of God. And yes, you'll be able to see the face of God when you get there. He's our father. He carried us before we came to this earth. And so now that is my intro. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm living and breathing today. And I plan to be here as long as the father needs me. I don't have time, by the way, just to let you know, I have time to read nobody's blogs, nobody's. Right. I don't read other people's books. Uh, I read the Bible and I let the father fill me with his revelation. The father is revelation. John knew that in the book of revelations, he was shown heaven itself. He saw the father sitting on the throne with the rainbow coming from him. He was shown things to come. So that's normal in the office of a prophet to see all those things. You can be shown the past, the future, what's going to happen in the very present, what will happen 50 years from now, 100 years from now. So if you're a prophet of God, you should expect those things if you are giving yourself to him fully. And that's what I do. I don't have time to be worried about what other people's words are, what man is saying about me. My, my life is in the hand of God himself. And he alone will I serve. Satan is terrified of me. And so are all the demons. In my bio, I actually put tormentor of demons. How do you torment <laughs> them? Live righteously, love always, yeah. and forgive at all times. 
so that is my life. So we will start with just that. Well, yeah, you know, I told uh, someone recently, I can't remember who it was, we were talking about you, and I said, for I've heard all of the good prophets and people and uh, high-level people that I love them, I love them all, I, I, I honor them, but until I began to have a relationship with you, Kat, about seven, eight years ago, that was when holy living began to grab hold of me, and I thought, okay, I'm getting this. I, I'm beginning to get it. You know, I felt, I told Doreen the other night, the other day, three, four days ago, I said, I, I reached a new level of holiness and I did business with the Lord. And I said, yeah. right after that, a, a sort of deliverance happened to me and it was brought tears as I started to tell her. And I said, this all has to do with what Kat says and teaches. First of all, she makes it clear that it is possible to live in a holy way. Yeah. And over the period of time, you have made it clear to me that we actually do have a choice to sin or not sin. It doesn't mean you don't. We don't blow it as we're learning along the way, because because we do. But as the years have gone by since I've known you, I'm a I'm. What can I say? I'm a, I, I'm a holier man. I don't, yeah. I wouldn't say I'm holy, but in Christ we're all holy. But yeah. you know. So anyway, I just wanted to honor you with that because that's if people say, well, what's the most you've learned from Cat? Well, that's number one. And number two, I've learned to not dread death now. I've learned That's to look right. forward to heaven. Does that make sense? Isn't that kind of like what? It one does of your make most... sense. And I hear that from a lot of people that their whole life begins to change when they understand uh, their relationship actually is real with the Father and with the Son and what his sacrifice meant for them. Christ talked all the time about the, uh, you know, he always talked about the kingdom, right? The gospel of the kingdom. That kingdom he's talking about is a spiritual kingdom. The spirit realm is all around us. And the problem is that men, much of the body of Christ, they, they cannot connect with the spirit realm. I think that belongs to the new age people or the enemy. You know what? God made everything. He made the spirit realm. That's where his house is. The world called heaven is in the spiritual realm. It is the original realm that uh, has always existed. And the father decided to make this physical realm. We know that the word made it that everything that was nothing that was made that was not made by the word which would be jesus christ I understand that christ said to the father you and me and me and you father i pray that one day that we be one they be one even as you and i are one so that is really his desire christ's desire for us to know them in that way and you can know know him i know in the past like i've been in the i've been around the ministry or in ministry or uh helped with ministry for most of my life, I got born again at age four and being a seer, which would also be strange to people yeah. who have never seen the spirit realm. It would be totally, they would not understand. And so things I share and talk about, I try my best to explain what is going on in the spirit realm. It's always active. It never sleeps. Uh, there's, you know, that's where the kingdom of darkness is and that's where heaven is. Those are spiritual beings. That's where they operate. They do sometimes manifest in this natural realm. And they would like to have the earth, but the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. This earth does not belong to the left or the liberals or, or, or weak-minded men who think that they can have it their way all the time. You can. If you want more of God, if you want more of him in your life, you want to be a greater witness and testimony. And that's why we're here, by the way, the manifested sons and daughters of God. That word manifest means to clearly and plainly make known who and what you represent. That should definitely be the kingdom of heaven for every believer. And so that's what I do. I'm not out to hurt people or to deceive people 
I help them break deception off of them. I show them how to break witchcraft off of them. I'm totally not on the side of the enemy. I despise evil of yeah. any form because it is here. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Christ came to give us life and life more abundantly. Well, there's no more abundant life that I have ever experienced or seen other than in, other than in heaven. Yeah. And so I want to encourage people to keep going forward with your pursuit to know Christ more, to know the Father more, to know Holy Spirit more. It is the best thing I could ask you to do. Another more, never give up. Nothing is impossible with God That's for so those good. who believe. Now, Kat, I had, I, I know you don't, I know you haven't read uh, the blogs and all that, but of course, people you love informed you that things were being said. And I, I wrote to you and said, do you want to talk about this? What do you want to say? What's your, what's your attitude? So let me just give that back to you. If you want to respond about what would you like to say about the fact that you have heard that these things are being said about you? I have heard from many people about, you know, a few things because, you know, I fill myself with hope and life and joy. And by the way, you should be doing that too. Yeah. I just want to say this, what the father has said to me. And I know you don't understand that either probably, but you know, he does speak to you. Christ does speak to us. He did all through the Old Testament, the New Testament. And he still does that today. Many people have been caught up to heaven and a lot of yeah. people have seen some of the same things I have. So I'm not here to validate that. I'm here to share that the father said not to be concerned about the blog. They're helping to market me. Okay, wow. Wow, okay. That is the Father's plan to market me. He's going to use many different avenues, and maybe they didn't know that. But this is what happens, guys. When you start talking about somebody in negative ways, and you start talking about all these wild things you couldn't possibly happen, guess what they're going to do? They're going to go check them out. It happened when the witches were talking against me. There's witches out there talking against me when I first started. I never had so many people look at what I was saying and then begin to follow it because of their free advertising. So thank you so much. Oh, what do you know? (laughs) I really do appreciate it. And let me tell you, it's not affecting me adversely. It's not going to slow me down. It's not stopping me. I get my marching orders from heaven. Now you and said, so Father, right now I take a moment to yeah. bless Lance in the name of the Lord. I bless him all day and all night, God. Thank you for sending him to be great with finances. We need money in the kingdom. I thank you, Father, for filling him with revelation to help people get their businesses right, make sure they get connected with heaven so they could give into heaven. I thank you, Father. Also, bless Mario. He has laid down his life with passion and he's fierce. I thank you. Uh, Mario, for the fierceness you have for the souls of men. I'm not called to that. I'm called to give revelation to the body and train them how to be great and powerful in the kingdom uh, for God and for Jesus Christ. But, Father, I want to remind you of all the events Mario has had, sometimes paying for them himself, staying up day and night. You know, his heart travails for the souls. And I thank you, Father. So bless Mario. Rising yes. up and lying down, yes, let him wake Lord. up in the morning, have some of the greatest blessings he's ever had in his life, God. That is my yes, response Lord. that I can only bless and not curse. That's so, Father, good. I bless Lance and what he does for you. Increase it in every way. Bless Mario for what he does for you. Increase him in every way, Father. Bring blessings to him, to his family. Give him property. Give him lands, God. That's good. Because he has not just earned that, but poured himself out for that. I thank you for some of the greatest revivals that will ever happen will happen because of Mario. And I thank you, Mario, that in one of your meetings, I received the Holy Spirit as my best friend. Wow. A very wow. long time ago. 
I've always been grateful for that. My mom and I prayed for a very long time for you to find a wife because I know when you were young, that's what you were talking about. My goodness. We prayed wow. that you found that wife, but we did pray her in for you also. So our prayers okay. are with both of you. We love you. We recognize and honor you. And the body of Christ is great leaders. Uh, may God reward you greatly in the days to come. Yeah. Yeah, I love you. that's so good. And let me just ask you one other thing to clarify, too. I, I, I think we've covered it 99.9. But yeah. when I first asked you about it, I wondered, you know, because but I kind of learned this about you. So you didn't surprise me, but you still kind of surprised me when I I kind of wondered if you were offended. And what did you say? Oh, no, I laughed out loud. <laughs> I laughed out loud because, you know, what? I have learned to live a life of forgiveness. Yeah. If you forgive others, even if it's intentional or not intentional, always forgive because that doesn't put a weight on you. And also it doesn't put a weight on them. And actually, I asked the father to act like they never did. That's it. so good. That's so Let me good. tell you, the greatest thing and the greatest way to pierce the enemy, I'm talking about Satan is our enemy. No man is really our enemy. They're confused people. They're deceived people. I'm not talking about Lance and Mario right now. I'm talking about the left and the liberals. They don't know what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing. I understand Christ at the cross asking the Father, forgive them, Father, for they don't know what they're doing. That, you know, uh, doing, trying, they think that they're doing in Christ, but he's actually laying down his life. And it's a great honor and a privilege to bless those who serve the Lord, who do things for him to make his kingdom great. But I can tell you this, when anybody ever speaks against me or says anything, whether it's online, offline, I ask the Father to forgive them. And Father, don't even write it. Yeah. And I've, uh, just for what it's worth, the people watching me, I've known Kat, whatever, seven or eight, right in their ears. What she's saying is true. I've watched her from behind the scenes. I've talked with her. This is the life she lives. She doesn't take offense to herself. She, you know, I, I don't know if you, I would put, if it were put in my terms, I'd say I can't afford to take offense. But I think it's even a higher level for you. It's like, you know, really you're not even. Because, yeah. you know, it's like in heaven, nobody gets offended in heaven. No one's yeah. offended, uh, you know, on earth as it is in heaven. I really have learned to live that way. It's actually called heaven culture. And you can live heaven culture on this earth and never hold anything against anybody. No offenses, no unforgiveness. Those are plans of the enemy to bring that to separate, you know, separate uh, people in the body of Christ. And right now, especially, it's so important for the world to see us as the body, blessing one another, loving one another. That's what the word said that that will be happen. You know, that's what Christ desires, that we all have different parts. And I just talked about Lance's and Mario's, how important they are to the body. Those yeah. aren't my parts. And I'm glad that they're doing that. But I have to reveal heaven to earth that is a commission uh, in, you know, in person with Jesus Christ. And I said, yes. So no matter what comes my way in the days, the years ahead, the decades ahead, I will always forgive those who rise up against me. But I will always ask the father to don't write it down because he will be writing it down. Let me tell you, he'll be writing things down that aren't right. Uh, he doesn't want us hurting one another. So because I asked him not to write it down. He hasn't written it down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I asked you about this before because it was about Jesus said on the cross, uh, Lord, don't lay Or You know, I get the, the, the two words. Stephen said it one way and Jesus said the other, forgive them for they know not what they do. And I said, did God really forgive the people because Jesus said, forgive them? And your answer is what? Yes. It's he absolutely, really forgave yes. them. 
Yes, he forgave them. Help Elijah Streams continue to reach people around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Visit ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button to become a partner today. Yeah, so if he'll do it for Jesus, and Jesus said we would do the same works he did and have the same attitudes he did, then he'll do it for us. If you say, Lord, please don't write down the sin, the Father's going, okay, I won't, right? That's right. Good. Anything that's done after that or with other people, that's up to what the Father does. But as far as I'm concerned, I hold nothing against anybody, not even the other people. If they said things on that blog, I forgive all of them if they spoke against me. I I also do understand that they don't understand. They don't have an understanding of the spirit realm. And if they haven't been to heaven, they don't really understand how it operates. But I'll tell you, no one will be disappointed yeah, in the beauty, the wonder, the splendor the power of the living God, seeing life coming in and out of him. You know, I I happen to know that uh, Moses did see the face of God. We know Ezekiel had an encounter with the wheels within the wheels with him on the throne and the throne being moved. I mean, Paul was taken up to heaven. John especially himself said in the book of John, John said the disciple, no one can see the face of God. and And yet here he is in Revelation 4 being caught up before the throne of God. And he said he saw the rainbow round about the throne. Well, people, the rainbow is the Father's image. It comes from him. It's living. It's moving like the northern lights reminds me, if you ever wonder what it looks like, it moves in and out of him on the throne. It's the most glorious thing ever. And standing close enough to him sometimes, if that's what he desires, that you could touch his hair if you wanted to and let me tell you being righteous and living holy is one of the best things you can do to bless the father to bless the son to bless holy spirit because we are living examples of how a believer should live you should always forgive never be offended always be ready to give of what you have and i do encourage people in this time especially help other people i love to help it is my heartbeat it was my dad my dad taught me how to love my enemies so I am not going to get offended with people. Now, Kat, a question popped in. Normally, I don't take it live, but I'm going to go ahead and take this one live. The question pops in, can you address what happens to the people who just think they don't believe you, they think you're a scam or something like that? Is there salvation at stake because of that? That's what the question is. I would say no, their salvation is not at stake. They don't really have any understanding like I just shared. One of the things the Father has me do is I actually do talk about the spirit realm and what it actually is, what goes on there. Our authority that Christ tells us to take when he said before he left, occupy until I come, that meant actually take authority and dominion, take property in the spirit realm, push back the darkness. You know, of course, with Jesus Christ, the power he gave us, Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Remember that one? And he said, the things I did, you will do also. Those are things we're supposed to be doing. He didn't say sit in a closet or sit on your rapture rug when that's ready to happen. The father will decide when the rapture happens. I do believe it will happen. But I can tell you until that time, we're supposed to be an example uh, for this earth down here. There is a God. He loves them. And there is a, a protocol to living for him and for even getting into heaven. So the fact that they don't like me or they don't believe what I'm saying, that's not going to hurt their salvation. It's going to make them a target for Holy Spirit to give them revelation, which is exactly what I would love for them to have. Everybody has revelation of heaven. Let them have encounters with Jesus Christ. There's nothing more glorious than that to happen. So, no, I'm not upset with anybody. But I do understand that being a seer my whole life, I already knew how the spirit realm operated. As a little girl, I would see the demons doing stuff and the angels. And 
I would never talk to any of them from the age of four when I got born again. When I invited Jesus Christ to come inside of me at age four, I saw him step inside of me. And yes, I know he's everywhere all at the same time. But you know what? If he lives in you, if you've invited him in, repented of your sins, you are a new creation, one filled with hope and life and joy and celebration. Your name literally was written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Father put a stone of fire on your spirit, man, because it gave it light. Your 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 man, your, your man, just as a man, your spirit doesn't really have light until you're born again. So it says that even in the Word of God, you have and, the yeah, spirit of life in you. You've mentioned a couple of times now today about being the seer. I remember it was way back in like 1991 was the first time I ever ran across someone who I understood to be a seer. And I thought, is this real? Do people really see it? It was very rare back then. At least it was rare to hear about it. There was no internet yet to speak of. There was no World Wide Web for years after that. And then I met more and then I met more and ultimately I met you. But I'm convinced that that the number of seers across the, the nations are in the mil multiplied millions. Now, I have no way of knowing. What are your thoughts on how many in I'm the body of Christ? There are so many on the earth right now, and we need seers. The, the flip side to that is if they're not born again, they're still going to be a seer. It's part of them that God put in them before they came to this world. I'm not saying you cannot receive an impartation uh, if you're requ requesting from the Father to be a seer. It's 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 not a burden at all, but it sure makes your life different because you have to learn how to focus on the natural realm, yeah. but the spirit realms all around you at the same time. And that helped me understand the operations of both sides. Uh, but like I said, I've been born again since age four. So there are many uh, seers and some people, because I teach about that and what that is and what you do with that. God lets me train people. I'm here not to give you a good story. I'm here to train you. We are here to train the body of Christ to do the work of the ministry and the more understanding you have of heaven and how it operates, how you are a supernatural being, you're a new creation, it helps to empower and inspire you to step out and know God more and do great things for him. That's good. I got to ask you a question about now this our the friend uh, Lisa was her name is her name uh, and she was one of the first major seers and she walked in that on a day-to-day -day basis at one time she was 10 15 years ago. She said, your angel's right here, Steve. He's, he's smiling at you. I go, he is? Because I didn't see this. I'm not a seer per se. I've had experiences, but they're rare compared to people that walk in every day. And I said, well, what does he look like? And she said, well, he kind of looks like you, Steve. And it was years later that I began to hear other seers say that many of the angels look like the people similar. Have you seen that? Or is that been what I you've seen? I can say that's a... because of their assignment. Okay. That may not be their permanent image okay. but many times yes they sometimes yes they are when they're sent sometimes they will have some of the same features you do i think when they actually go back to heaven they probably are themselves but you would okay. still know them and i tell people i'm not here to tell you to have relationships with your angels right but if you know that's your angel it's okay to say hi every now and then i actually encourage the angels i thank them and bless them for all their serving they did you in the body of christ and for the father I don't worship any angel. I yeah. worship the one true God and him alone do I worship. And by the way, if Satan ever appears to you and he's really being hateful and ugly, just turn around and say, I serve the one true God and him alone will I serve. I evict you in Jesus name and he will flee from you. Yeah. And, you know, I used to think you had to be 
super intense and there's nothing wrong with being intense, but you know, my, my friend, Paul uh, Cox is not so much a seer as a feeler. I think James Gall talks about himself being as much a feeler. He's probably a seer as well, but I would, I've mentioned this on the, on the, he could, he would tell you over the phone. I'd say, Paul, I'm going to walk around because I think there's something in my house. If you sense anything, and I went right by, I walked all around. He said, nothing, nothing. And then I went to the spot that I had in mind by the back door. And this and is why I, you're on it, the phone, right? Yeah, well, I'm on the phone with him. And he goes, stop, where are you? And I said, <laughs> I'm right by the back door. I smelled the sulfur here earlier. Oh, yeah. He goes, there's a demonic thing. Tell it to leave. And I've done this so many times with him. I stopped calling him because I know he's going to just say, tell it to leave. <laughs> and I think, okay, I'm, eventually I learned, you know, that, if you find something evil, tell it to leave in the name of Jesus. Right. You, you know, so many people think, well, I don't feel like I have the authority. It doesn't kind of matter what you feel like. No, right? it doesn't. It's what the word <laughs> says, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, good stuff. Anything else you want to share before we get into other Q&A today? I'm just very excited about the days that we're in. It's not that I ignore the wickedness and evil going on, but I'm innocent of that. Yeah. Innocent of that means I'm not partaking of it. I don't feed myself on that. The devil's trying to show up and take over before his actually appointed time. This is what I was told uh, by the Lord and by the Father. But he's not going to get his way. And I won't change that. I'm not going to change it. And those of you who want us to step back or stop saying it, we can't do it. We've already been shown. We've heard. We've been told. The Father has his own timeline. He doesn't go by man's. And, and actually, the Father said, this is the worst time. On earth, Satan could make a play to take over the world. You know, that will only happen in the times of the tribulation, the perilous times, which we aren't anywhere near that time. And the Father said he chose the worst time ever because there's more believers, more powerful believers on the earth alive now than in all of time. And they're not going to put up with what the enemy is doing, what he's trying to do. And I will just say this. The Father said justice is coming. A landslide of fraud exposure is going to happen. Justice will be served, and this world is being prepared for the great and mighty days of glory and the fire of God on this earth, which will be for generations. God deals in generations, and it's still not time for the end, people, but it's time for revival for people's hearts to be turned to the Lord. And even the ones who are saved now will be great, be great of the workers who will go to help take care of. If you had a billion man harvest right now, what would you do with them? Yeah. We're all going to be prepared for when that happens, though. But what we're having now is seed time and harvest. What you've been seeding in this world and in the people, whether bad or good, that harvest is about to happen. Some people have the greatest wealth given to them, the greatest doors open for them because they've been prospering. They've been working forward, going in the kingdom, regardless of what's going on around them, loving people, praying for people. But the wicked and the evil who've who've wanted to take over, who has no care for human life whatsoever. They don't care who dies. They don't care what happens. They're making money. They want evil. And they're they're the ones that will be judged by God because of the season of seed time and harvest. They have sown seeds of wickedness and evil, and he will judge them for that. Be happy that you belong to the Lord. You're going to get blessed beyond measure. Yeah, I want to ask you a question about this because this came forward and one of the things that was said and that, you know, I'm looking at the earth as from the natural eyes, I'm going, we are absolutely in this United States, in this city, in this state, in this earth, we're in a crisis. And, and then I'm going to ask you about that in a second. But 
On the other hand, God's showing you splendid things about the future, things in heaven, glorious things. He's telling you to eat cake. Hank Hooneman didn't know anything about you, and God gives him a dream. Find that lady in the pink hair who eats That's cake. Right. I wanted. So how do you relate to the people that says, we are in a world of hurt, we're in a crisis. The last thing God is probably wanting to do is show happy things in heaven and eating cake on earth. How would you um, explain yourself, if I could put it that way? God is says that God, he he is a very mysterious person, not person. He's a God, of course. That's what yeah. I mean. But he operates in ways we don't operate. That's why people who try to figure him out won't be able to figure him out. Uh, that's why God said, you have to know my ways. When you know his ways, it's a little bit different. You understand a little bit how he operates, but we're never going to know him completely. I don't claim to know that. Uh, the things he has shown me, I do know. The things he's told me, I do know. And those are the things I share. And those are the things I talk about. And right now, all of heaven is talking about, uh, of course, it's talking about great revival uh, because people are in a place now where they actually believe they need God. When before a lot of people were sleeping, even the body yeah. of Christ was asleep and they were just having their good old times. And mm -hmm. I'm sure this has been a shaking. I agree with the shaking thing, but I do know that it's not the very end. People yeah. have to understand who they are, who they represent. And that's what we're supposed to live our life according to. So if the father says, fear not. And if he says, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, there's the power. Love, there you go. Loving and forgiving. And the sound mind which means your soul is solid, it's not moved, it's not fearful, it's not got deception in it, it's not got uh, confusion in it. That's how we live in these days. We live according to what the word says, and that is what the word says. So therefore, I will live that way. And that, it does bring hope to people. And I know they're going through things, and I'm praying against uh, a lot of the wickedness and evil going on. And yes, the army of heaven is working overtime. If there was such a thing of overtime, they never have to sleep. So much is going on, you don't see in the spirit realm. Yeah, that the thousands and thousands of army of heaven's army being released in the earth over different areas that is trying to control. And let me tell you, it happens in the spirit first and then is reflected in the natural realm. And you will see that reflection of what God's plans are in this natural realm. And you yourself will be shocked how quickly things will change when that whole thing begins to happen yeah and then everyone will celebrate regardless of what you're saying now or what you think is going on i promise you you're going to celebrate and, and um you said not that long ago a few episodes ago probably uh that the time is coming when we're almost going to forget what happened it's almost going to be as if it didn't happen we're thinking we're right now that's we're right. seeing the covid and the crime and the child trafficking and all of the stuff that's coming to the surface all this muck and yet you're saying the time is going to come when that gets so taken care of there and suddenly it's almost like it's over. Is that the way you would say it? Or It will become like dust. That's what the father said. Okay. That all these days that you're in will be like dust because of the glory that is coming and the way you will be living your life on this earth. You will see the hand of God move and man will be a part of that. Yes, those who have been put in leadership, those who God has already chosen to do specific things. And a lot of people have been given a 30-year, you know, a 30-year plan by God. You're not going to miss that plan. You're not going to miss it. This is the Father revealing the evil. I'm telling you what. And it's everywhere because what is revealed will be exposed. What is exposed, justice will be brought against it. He's setting it up for us to operate as manifested sons and daughters to take the glory around the earth and let it be known and seen. 
to be prepared for the baptism in fire. That's what these days are about. They're not to destroy the earth. They're not to destroy us. He's setting in place. And anytime he did a great move, he always exposed evil first. And so because it's not the time for that, he is literally going to, I don't, you can care, call it flip, reset, whatever you want to say. I'm just saying God has plans. And he said the devil's not keeping him from them. He's still going to do them. But he will deal with the evil and the wickedness in this world for quite a long season. And we do know eventually when the real end does come, that will switch and change. Because I know what the word says about the perilous times and, uh, and what those days will be like. Those are not these days. These are the days of the power of God. These are not the days of his wrath. These are the days of what Christ said. Pray that my people be willing in the day of my power. That's yeah. now. Be willing to manifest, to demonstrate who he is. In these days, these are great days that we're entering into. And when all that changes and the day of his wrath comes, that will be at the end uh, when the tribulation happens. But we, as a body of Christ, have not been appointed under wrath. We've been appointed under blessings and glory and, of course, our home in heaven. Now, you you spoke, uh, this is actually when I was first getting to know you, you said what's coming or was beginning to manifest seven or eight years ago, you were saying, People are going to say, um, I'm paraphrasing from everything, think they're getting more and more and more evil, evil, evil. But you said it's not getting more evil, it's being more exposed. You're right. And that's from memory. Is that, am I somewhat accurate? It's yeah, not I started getting... talking quite a few years ago that evil was about to be exposed everywhere. Yeah. And people would think, oh, my word, it's taken over the earth. And I'll say, you know, it actually was there. Uh, evil has been here a very, very long time. And the more opportunities they have, I'm talking about natural man now, spiritually and physically in the physical realm, evil is being exposed. Okay, God reveals his things, but he exposes the evil. That's what he's doing. So he's exposing it, where it is, how it operates. And he said for a long time after this time, no one is going to want socialism nor communism and it won't have a, it'd be a long time for it can raise its ugly head again. That's what he said. And so, therefore, it is necessary to expose where it is because people are going through the nice little life thinking everything's just fine, not even understanding. There are people hurting in this world. I know my mine and my father's focus was to help people everywhere, and we did. And, you know, in the 70s, I was part of a, a, a house, a house called House of Maranatha, we rescue people off the streets and stuff. So I've been involved in that kind of thing for a long yeah. time. But this is a different time than ever before because of the great days that were right on the heels and entering off of the, we're right on a threshold. And the father is going to deal with that. Not that, not that it'll be gone forever, but it will have its head crushed beneath our feet. And then the greatest days we've ever lived in will be here. And so those I'm looking forward to. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, let me uh, get, get into some questions by the uh, viewers. Uh, let me just jump in here. Uh, where do I want to start? Because we've hit some of it. Um, Bill asks, Jesus says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. He quotes uh, Matthew 16, 19. At what point are we, the people or, or believers, given the keys? Uh, where he says, and I'll give you the kingdoms, uh, the keys of the kingdom and whatever you bind on earth. So he's asking, when do we get the keys? And I think I know what you're going to say. About <laughs> They're available to us, but it's what what are the keys to the kingdom? Okay. Well, you know, it says right there, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. What you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. 
And I actually was uh, given that revelation by the father. That was the revelation he gave me for the keys to the kingdom. It's a way we operate. It's actually a way we operate on the earth, which Christ talked about, this, you know, the, the spiritual kingdom that was on the earth, that we had authority in that kingdom. And so you use these keys the way I was taught, loosing from your soul all the evil, the wickedness, the trauma, the tragedy, the addictions, loosen from your soul in Jesus' name because he's the one who watches over our soul and he will come and take them out like they were never there. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. And then you choose with your will to bind to your soul, because no one can take away what you bind to your soul. You bind to your soul the life of God, the love of God, the joy of the Lord, His, His understanding, you know, His plans, His will, His way, His expectation, his celebration you bind those things to your soul and you are a whole different person he calls so it good. a soul checkup <laughs> that's good cat that's really you know i've heard you talk about this many times and even a new level i just understood and you know i'm doing a lot of loosing from my soul this next question is along that line and i do a lot of binding uh, binding to my soul but yes. what you just gave right there is a list that i sometimes forget the love of god the life of god you know, and then I'll go to the purity of God, what, I'll, whatever comes to my mind. You yeah. know, is there a list of that anywhere or where I'm did you? Sure, uh, there's many places where I've talked about it. I think yeah. we're probably going to make a mini book for that or we'll put it on the website. I, that may actually be on our website, but it really is exactly what the father showed me. He said it will change the way the body of Christ lives, not because of me, but because of the, the father. Uh, give us an understanding on the keys to the kingdom that Christ talked about. And it clearly says it's about binding and loosing. And in the day, I was an intercessor for like 40 years uh, in, in groups, different places. And we always bound the devil. That's what we knew is that we're going to bind the devil. And I'm not right. saying that won't work, but how much greater that you can be free if even past tragedies and traumas, uh, we have even led people into that prayer and witchcraft left them. They wanted it gone. You have to understand you need to want this gone. Yeah. People have had the cigarette addictions broken off them, drug addictions broken off of them. Uh, I did that one place and even the, the people were set free from homosexuality wow. because you were loosing that stuff that was in your soul. And sometimes it wasn't even your fault. You could have been raised around it but it still got in. Witchcraft is a really big one. You need to loose all witchcraft out of your soul, whether you read it, you watched it, you were a part of it. You loose it in Jesus' name, and he will come and take it out. He's the restorer of your soul. And then you bind to your soul. Remember when the, in the word where it said, make sure when the house is set, swept clean, don't leave it empty. Well, it's sort of that thing. If you loose all that out of your soul, you put the things of God in your soul. You will wake up so strong and powerful in the daytime, in the day when you wake up. And if you have a trauma, somebody blasts you or falsely accuses you, in that moment, turn around and say, I loose all those words of accusation, those words of harm, those trashing words. I loosen from my soul in Jesus' name. Jesus takes them out. It'll be like it never happened. And, and we've even done that with kids who were bullied at their school. Uh, the parents did that. They loosed all that stuff from their child's soul. And they went back and actually ended by winning that bully, uh, sometimes to be their friend or at least stop the bullying. And so the keys to the kingdom are powerful. And the father said to me, it will change the way the body lives. It can be free. Yeah. 
He said, I don't want them to have six months of, uh, you know, counseling is good, but the keys to the kingdom do it quickly. Yeah, and the angel will try to even try to give it back to you sometimes. Don't take it back. That says, take every thought captive that exalts itself against the plans of God. I'm, I feel like I'm supposed to share. I mentioned this that I got had a deliverance this you know this last weekend. We were going to an event, and I started feeling this oppression, oppression, almost an anxiety. I thought I told her, and I said, "What's there? I'm just feeling this? There's no reason for it that I can think of." And so I, she was driving, and I went to prayer, and God clearly said, "Steve, you need to loose hopelessness from your soul." And I thought, yeah. hopelessness. I don't feel hopeless, but okay, at your word, you know? So I did. I just quietly loose hopelessness from my soul, and it lifted. Now, I don't know where I got hopelessness, but how do people pick up that sort of thing? What What would you? Well, as, the, as we have all learned, anyone who's been in any form of ministry, lay ministry, or any kind of thing like that, the devil will try to get away with whatever he can. He's a liar, a cheater, a stealer. And wherever there isn't a protection or people don't have understanding, he'll try to go in there and take over, which has been rampant on this earth for a long time, having understanding how to stop it. And I do know how different things operate because of uh, being a seer. But I know if witchcraft tries to attack you, they'll try to put things on you like that. You don't have to take that. Those are thoughts that aren't God's. You take that captive, you kick it out, you loose it out of your soul. And then it will be gone. And we yeah. have seen, I've trained whole teams in these teen, not necessarily teen challenge, but these teen centers that help work with disturbed teens or other things. And I, I'll toss them how to do the soul checkup. And they're just crying. They're so overwhelmed. Then instead of a year of gaining trust with that teen, they get them mm. loose all that stuff from their soul. And then the light of God begins to come in. Then they receive Christ. And then they're ready for help right then because that stuff is gone. Totally. And even things like grief can be loosed. Even uh, grief, uh, even if you're going through grief right now and you've had a loved one who moved to heaven, by the yeah. way, that's the proper thing. They moved to heaven. Their body is sleeping. This flesh is. But their spirit, man, their soul is not sleeping. Heaven is always awake and always active, uh, being up there with the glory of God. And so you need to understand that you don't need to keep anything in you that is of the enemy, that brings you depression, oppression. And it does go from oppression, de oppression, depression, and then you begin to get the suicidal thoughts, and then it goes into despair. And after you're into despair, it seems like there's no hope for anything. That's when suicide begins to happen. Wow. So if you can, any of those times in those of someone's life, if you can get them to lose that stuff, they have to say in Jesus' name, if they want to be free, he will take it out of them. We've seen people stop from committing suicide because they loosed the spirit of despair from their self. And uh, and then they never can. Yeah, and I mean, if I for me, I would just tell people, if you think you're having these thoughts and it's saying, it sounds like despair, loose despair, loose hopelessness, then yeah. if there's things that you don't know, listen and see if God will tell you, Holy Spirit yeah. will tell you, loose yeah. that. Even, even if you go like I did, I don't have hopelessness. Why would I lose that? But you know, then do it anyway, whether you know it or not. Yeah, loose it from your soul. And then at that point is where you say, now bind your soul. Kind of like the op opposite of that, yes. ho hopefulness and faith, yes. love, you know, all of that, yes. I guess. You can. So. I bind to my soul the life of God, the love of God, the peace of God, his plans, which is so important, his will, his way, his expectation, and okay. his validation. God will validate you and yeah. uh, those who belong to him. 
And then, then from that point on, that life begins to flow into you. So that's there instead of what you had before. Yeah. And uh, in these days, we should be free from anything as a believer. We shouldn't hang on to anything that brings oppression or hopelessness or lack or fear, especially when Christ said, you know, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but of power. You have power because of the name of Christ, the blood of Christ, the word of God. I go on and on and on. The, the word talks about these things that are ours. Our weapons of warfare are not physical. They're not in the natural. They're spiritual in the spiritual realm. The, the army of heaven, the love of God, the blood of Christ, the word of God. These are spiritual weapons that we have. We need to use them. And they put on strongholds of Satan that's built itself around us to cause these things to begin to come into our mind. And then eventually Satan's plan is to bring hopelessness, Steve. That's the ultimate goal for him. Wow. Because then you feel like there's nothing you can do. But that's not true. You can always, in the name of Jesus Christ, lose these things from your soul, bind the life of God to your soul, and then your mind is free to hear the Lord more clear, understand what he needs from you. We were sent here to represent him in this earth and to do great things with him because of him. That's and because good. that's what his heart's desire. Very cool. Is. Now, this question was the first one that I started to skip. I did skip, and now I can see where it fits in. Connie's asking, she says, I really appreciate the healing, uh, the teaching about cleansing your soul, and I pray it often for myself and others. I'm wondering if our spirit like our soul can be wounded and how do we pray for healing for our spirit? So I don't know how you would answer that at all. I think your soul is the main, it's the core of your very being. Uh, whenever God said the word heart, he meant your soul. Your soul is in the heart of your being. It's location. And your, your soul actually, uh, because if you understand when Adam had the spirit of life breathed into his body, that was his spirit man. He said, Adam became a living soul. So your soul is one of the most important parts of you. It's like the thing that operates you. It's your mind, what you think of. It's your will, what you choose. And all the emotions that you display in your life, that is your soul. So if your soul is whole, it says that God desires above all things that we prosper and be in health. That's the state of being, living in health. But even as your soul prospers, those things will happen. So if your soul is wounded, if your soul is damaged, if your soul is grieved, if your soul is uh, oppressed, that will affect the whole rest of your life. You can look good, be in health, have lots of things. But if your soul has been wounded or messed up, then your whole being is really affected by that. So okay. your spirit man will love the fact that your soul is whole because then your spirit man will be whole and your body will eventually line up to that and be whole because of the promises of God. They are true. And he does desire that you be that you prosper in all your ways and, and, and live in health, even as your soul prospers. So that soul prospering is very key for everybody. Um, when your soul is, or a person's soul is more and more healed, cleansed, set free, right. uh, do you find, will the person find that they're hearing God more than they ever did because now their soul can communicate with their spirit? Is that kind of the connection? Oh, absolutely. Yes. It's not, it's not like a weird thing is that, that you know that you're whole from yeah. the inside out. You become yeah. whole. A lot of people want to do it from the outside in, but it's really what's in your soul. Okay. Your soul is what you give to Christ, right? You depend of all the sins that have been done and then it's washed clean. You get, the blood of Christ washes it clean and then people rejoice. They feel so full of life and happiness, but they need understanding of how to operate in this earth as a believer so that they can be a more prosperous person. 
because a lot of them get saved, they get a little Bibles and they go out and then the enemy will attack them immediately. But if you had a revelation on how to live on earth as they live in heaven, you won't take anything from the enemy. You'll understand that is of the devil and you can't willfully sin all the time and remain righteous. And I've tried to explain to people, you're yeah. either righteous or unrighteous. There's no third thing. There's no third place you're gonna go when you die. There's only two, that's heaven or hell. And I said, you have a mansion in heaven, not because the mansion's great, but because God will make it for you. He gives it to you. It's your dwelling place there with him. And yet hell gives you nothing. You have a cell in hell mm. and you have nothing. You have no life, you barely exist. In heaven, you will exist to live. And in hell, you have no life at all. Oh. So because we belong to Christ, he came and died, willingly gave his life. And then after that, he descended. We know he descended. He went into Abraham's bosom, preached the gospel to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, all those, so that they then had the right to, to ascend into heaven. I'm going to touch people's theology now. And then it says he ascended and he went into hell. And on the third day stood up wasted, according to Colossians. I know the word people. According to Colossians, he wasted hell, spoiled and ruined the very features and faces of the principalities and powers and made a show of it openly. In other words, he put a show on in hell. There was wow. so much light and fire from him. He literally melted some of the faces of the principalities who sit on thrones around this world. They were called into hell because Satan was going to do his own show. Instead, instead of Satan got beat up, all the gemstones taken off of him, off of him, the keys of hell, death, and the grave were taken away from him by the Son of God, who let him know you cannot hold a righteous person in hell. And then the Son of God uh, ascended out of the hell into the grave, went into his body, totally glorified. Uh, it says that he's the first one who rose from the dead. We know that, and glorified people. When you're glorified, the word glory, there's a difference in being eternal and glorified. Glorified is the place you reach. And some people, that will happen when they come back from heaven and they re receive their bodies back on the earth. And the day the dead in Christ shall rise, that is your physical body. Your spirit man's been living in heaven. If you belong to Christ, you'll come back. He will put you back inside that body. It'll be glorified. And then at that point in your life, you'll never sin. You'll never be sick. You'll never die. You will be for all eternity with the Lord, and we will all rejoice. And these days on the earth right now are still, they're small days, they're, they're short days in comparison to eternity. You're choosing your eternity every day. When you receive Christ, it's the beginning of walking in the spirit. So you don't fulfill the desires of your flesh. And that's even a whole different teaching in itself. Um, John was in the spirit. That's a place you walk in, that you live in every day of your life. The way you demonstrate and manifest who he is, he was in that place so he could clearly hear. He heard the voice. He saw the heavens open. He saw the door open. He was invited up into heaven. And that was the father revealing himself to John then began to show him the very end times. So he was a revelator. He was Earth's first revelator, except probably John the Baptist was a great revelator too. Yeah. And they both talked about things people didn't understand. That shouldn't be, that should be normal if, you, if you're connected to heaven. What you talk about, you may not understand or realize, but it brings you life. It brings the presence of God. It empowers you when you hear those things. These aren't things to, to take you into a dark place. They're to set mm. you free and let you build yeah. the light of God in you 
Uh, Christ in you is the hope of glory. That's what his hope is, that so you will good. live your life to create glory for him. So good. All right. Let's see. April's asked a question. I'm going to say something before. Uh, about 25 years ago, Mike Bickles talked. It was teaching. It was on cassettes and went around. He was saying, he was asking the Lord what the next generation or two would be like. And the Lord's told him, which he told us, or the people listening, to trying to describe what the next generation or two are going to look like would be like trying to describe an automobile with a motor and tires to someone in the days of Christ. You know, you there would be no ability to perceive that information in, 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 in the way you were. So with that question in mind, April asks, I was wondering what the earth will be like when the cities of light start appearing in different parts of the country and the world. What will everyday life be like when the glory days are more fully manifested? I know the Lord's showing you some of that. Walking in the light of God, the presence of God stronger than ever before. Um, there will be regions that will be, uh, uh, evil won't want to be there. And as the Father showed me, at one point on this earth, there will be regions of light and regions of darkness. If people want to sin, they'll have to go to the regions of darkness. And I'm sure that they will because some people will want that. Yeah. But the regions of light and glory will be so powerful. It's like you will walk into, it's like the glory cloud will be present in the in the, in the sanctuaries when people come in. Uh, his presence will be so strong because we'll be living our life on earth as they live in heaven. I'm not saying that'll be all the way around the world, but there will be areas that people do that on purpose. I'm not talking about creating some cult, C-U-L-T. I'm talking about living on earth and manifesting God on this earth with your life, your actions, your choices, your words, so that they know there is a God and they will want Jesus Christ. And we're coming into a time that will be so opposite of today where Christians are despised, they're laughed at, they're wrongfully accused, uh, they're told they're crazy. That will be such a great change with the presence of God on the earth when the baptism and fire is happening, the God, the glory, the knowledge of the glory is being released, that people will want to know a Christian. It is going to be that different. I don't have to prove it to you. You wait long enough, you're going to find out that is what is, is uh, God is preparing to do right now. Uh, the Bible talks about the glory of God being on this earth. It'll be different than ever before because people won't have to wonder what he said to me. This is the easy way to explain it. And I have to let you know, when I'm taken to heaven, I'm eight. So if I want to touch the hair of God, which he doesn't <laughs> mind me doing, by the way. Awesome. It's yeah. like when you're a little kid sitting on your dad's lap and you just want to touch him. Yeah. You want to love him. You want to be near him. It's no different than that. And you will realize the day you get to heaven, unless, of course, you have a great understanding and you have the relationship with him as, as your father. He is our father. And maybe like Steve, you didn't have a great father. Right. But our original father, who we were with, in him we lived, we moved mm. in and out on the rays of glory. We had our very being. That was the father. That's where we were before we were on this earth. At the time of conception, the father takes one of those little spirits of life that Adam had put in his nostrils and he, his soul was his soul and spirit man was put in there. And he knits and attaches it in the womb at the time of conception. Man can't make a spirit and they can't make a soul. But at the time of conception, the father sends one of those from himself. So he has an appointed reason to send them. And he knits and attaches that. He said, he said he put us together in our mother's womb. That's what he meant. He put the spirit man, us, the real us, our spirit man, who is the real us, that's still us. We were living in God, 
took that and put it together with that little dot of flesh, and that's when life begins. Your angels are sent at that time to be around the mother waiting for the child to be born so they can then guard them and keep them until they go home to heaven one day and their own guardian angels will catch them up almost always in different transports necessary, uh, but they will take them all the way back to heaven themselves. And then Christ will walk you up the steps of the throne and he will say, look, father, your son or your daughter has come home because he is the way back and the price he paid on the cross that is his that's his promise he gets to bring us back to the father he literally does that so that's how life happens <laughs> would you would you uh repeat what you said last week i think it was or the week before because i was talking about the issues of that my parents care my father carried and he's with the lord now but you mentioned that at the moment he stepped out of his body and was ready to go to heaven because he did get his heart with, right with the Lord after all yeah. the abuse and things he had done. He got his heart yeah. right with us. Okay, you said instantly he knew and understood everything that was faulty from theology. To, I guess talk about that a little bit more, especially for the people that says all my life I've been stuck in. I didn't understand this. I've never been able to grasp that. People understand the love of God. I've never understood that. Talk about what they get at the moment they die which is one of the reasons i'm not afraid to die i'm just saying yeah. But, you know yeah but. yeah it's so wonderful uh, when you receive christ the things that begin to happen in your life especially people who never even knew they they have a desire and like you said steve god doesn't remember your father's sins just so you yeah. know that yeah he, he remembers your sins no more when you repent of them they're taken to the sea of forgetfulness he doesn't remember them and if you bring them up to him he's gonna like what are you talking about uh so <laughs> you know crazy. don't talk about your old past sins anymore people and and you don't need to be stuck in that either but you have the moment your spirit man steps out as a born-again believer you step out of your body and that's what you do you step out of it and your body will fall back and there are your guardian angels waiting many times christ is waiting to take you himself to heaven and the life of god floods you the moment you step out of that body as a believer now people who aren't believers it's an entirely different thing but yeah. we're not going to talk about that yeah. um and i i know people too who've been taken to hell and then brought back because god wasn't done with them yet and then they got born again but we're talking about a believer who yeah. repented of their sins and received christ as their savior and his blood washed that clean and then their name is written in the uh, Lamb's Book of Life. You have a great understanding flooding your soul. Wow, they were right all along. They kept trying to tell me about this, and I didn't understand. Now I understand that they were right trying to tell me about Christ, about, you know, that we don't have to be in a certain position. We don't have to believe a, a certain religion to receive Christ. You have to receive it. It says if you don't, you believe in your heart and you don't doubt, and you repent of your sins, that, that you can be born again. Your dad knew all the stuff you were doing, Steve. He knew instantly at that wow. moment that you were living your life right, that Christ was proud of you. He knew that already at that That's moment. Awesome. So he started rejoicing himself, thanking God for showing him that. So by the time somebody gets to heaven, uh, sometimes he'll take them around with them, see different things in the world. Every now and then he'll take them by just so they can see other loved ones. I've heard that happens a lot. I've never died to stay in heaven. I've been taken to heaven many times. I've been present when people passed away. Right before they're ready to go, angels will rush in the room 
And if I'm there and I see that, I'll take, I tell the doctor, whoever's there, I said, well, they're going to go any minute now because the angels just rushed in to take them. Or I'll see the Lord come in sometimes uh, to take them out on his own chariot. Uh, if you gave your life to him and really paid a price with it, Jesus will come and get you himself. But from that moment, life changes. No more cares, concerns. Your your spiritual body is not sick. It's not handicapped. If you were blind, you would see instantly. If you if you couldn't use much of it, your spiritual body operates in perfection. And in this physical world, a spiritual body can pass through things. But in heaven, you don't pass through your walls, okay? You're in a spiritual world, and your spiritual made home, and your spiritual body. You can eat the food. You can enjoy the things God has prepared for you. And, and that is really living. You always win when you give yourself to Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget how you felt when you did that. If that begins to fall away from you, make sure you get with Christ and tell me you want to know him more. If you start to do things wrong again, repent of those things and say, I want to know you because you have to build that relationship with him. He wants to have a relationship with you. And, uh, And so that's the most important thing I tell people. Those who got born again, they said, well, now I can just, I'm set for life. My name's written in the book. I can do anything I want to. Uh, how much glory are you going to make for him? Uh, how much is he able to use you or give you assignments or blessings? Uh, you are here to manifest who he is. God said, in these days coming on the earth, I will erase the gray area mm. that says there is no God. Yeah. And then at that point, even greater accountability for people who choose evil at those days know there is a God and don't care. And those who serve him will live mostly in regions of light and there'll be glorious places to come and see. But God is doing miracles all over this world that never have been seen before will begin to happen. It is going to happen. That's amazing. Ken, I know as a seer, you probably don't see everything. You just see lots of things, but maybe you do. But I mean, I can't remember if you were there at the moment your brother passed a few months back, or did did you either see him or anyone else? Have you actually watched them, someone come out, step out? If or... I go to anybody's service, I will always see them looking over the balconies of heaven. Really? I always do, really? and I love to go to I love to go to funerals. There's the word fun in funeral, by the way. Yeah. I love to see what what people are doing, watching from heaven. And so I don't go to that many, but of course my brothers, I even know what he's doing. I won't even talk about that, but he's, he's doing what he's always desired to do for Jesus Christ in heaven. And that he's loving his life. He sowed his life to help people. He developed a great business from nothing, but a lot of that money was given to some of the great leaders in the body to really? help them in what they were doing. But he would always take big, my dad taught us this, we would take big pots of soup and stuff in the winter time and go down the back alleys where people would not go and show the love of God. We would give up blankets and gloves. We would feed people everywhere. We love to feed people. And uh, every now and then I'll go into a restaurant and I'll say, for the, uh, as long as I'm sitting here, I will pay for everybody's meal that comes in this restaurant. Whoa. I do that whenever Whoa. I get a chance. I, it, it just My heart swells with the love of God. I know my daddy is definitely watching that because he, he loved to do things like that. But what it does to the heart of the people that work there is 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 just is such is priceless. They can't believe anybody can do that. I said, I love people. I want to help any way I can. And people come in and say, well, I'd like to have that, but I can't have it. And they get, hey, someone's paying for your meal today. 
I said, don't even tell them it's me. They could get whatever they wanted to eat, even dessert that day. And then when they were all done, I went up and paid for all of it. You wow. should try that sometime. Wow. Or maybe just buy coffee for everybody in there. It doesn't matter where they are in their life or what's going on. It gives them hope that somebody cares. You know, there's a lot of the stuff that you said, like Doreen has been doing that for the last number of months. Sometimes she tells me and sometimes she doesn't tell me. She just, she, she a car let her go ahead through one of the drive throughs and it wasn't really her turn, but, you know, she, the lady was very giving. So Doreen went up to the window and said, I'm paying for her, you know, and we never know, but that's the fun of it, not knowing what it they said the or do. It was just, and then the other thing that you talked about at the funeral now, this weekend when we went to the family event, it was a memorial for Doreen's brother who died yeah. a couple months ago. There was finally, because of the COVID and the distance, we finally got together and Doreen told me later, she said, because of what Kat said, I went outside because none of these families believed in that. I went yeah. outside and talked to Bruce. Bruce is the, is watching the the memorial yeah. because she had never thought about that. Memorial. Nor yes, that you absolutely. can say hi to Bruce and say I love you and I'm glad. You know, I don't know what all she said, but you know, I'm just telling you those kind of things have been very influential. And I know we get letters all the time from people to say, "Now I'm not afraid of death. Now I'm not. A, now I know that I'm going to go to a better place. Now I know that my father's really happy." The whole purpose the father said that it would dispel the fear of death. He literally said those words. That's and, huge. Um, I never knew I would do this. I never asked to do it, people. I didn't seek out some way to be known. I was one of the 15 children in my family that didn't care if people recognized me. I knew it was never going to be about me. I served. I'm number three out of 15. I learned to love people no matter what they did or said. And you ate last because you had to make sure everybody ate. I helped my mom. My mom lives with me. She's my greatest witness of my whole life, people. And she does still have a plum switch hidden somewhere. So just be careful what you say about me because she won't <laughs> like it if she finds out. She's mama bear, huh? She's <laughs> <laughs> probably here listening. I'll let her come on the air sometime. Maybe she can say a few words when we have a show. She's a real cutie, too. She, But, you know, oh, you yes. can tell she'll say what's on her mind. Oh, uh, she you will. Wouldn't, you wouldn't, wouldn't want to cross her, but she'd, she'd also be your best friend, too. She's so. And people uh, call her all the time that they can't have children. My mama has an anointing to bring babies from heaven to earth, and she'll pray for them, but make them understand this is the accountability you will have to raise that child. This is what you need to understand about having a child. And God actually calls it the baby zone. And and she does have a great uh, a great anointing on her. Because so God her, gifted her with that her ability. Life to raising children. She, so she she literally was gifted at some point and realized she could pray in yes. babies and it works. Yes. Uh, does it work a hundred percent of the time or just? I would a lot? say ninety five percent of the time Whoa. it does. Maybe somebody's not quite ready yet at that time uh, to have one, or maybe they're either they're not prepared emotionally, or most people aren't right. But my mom is in the old school where you tell them as much as you can, get them trained as much as you can before you turn something over to them. And let me tell you, my mom does still tweak me. And uh, uh, she is, since my father's in heaven, he was my spiritual oversight. We, we had a ministry, a lay ministry for years. And my mom and my dad were the head of that. And so they were my spiritual covering for years and years. And my mom doesn't mind saying things about anything <laughs> <laughs> she makes sure she you're toe in the line she loves people uh and and i would say one of the things she likes but if i tell you send them to her we don't have any more room for stuff people we're packing <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's a sweetheart so well let's see i wanted to mention and then i'm going to have you pray here for a minute i want to mention that 
it's possible next Wednesday when we get together, I can't say that it is absolutely true, but it's possible that we will announce the Israel tour. And it, when it when we do, it'll be first come, first serve. We'll put the links on everything online so no one will miss it. But we will wait till we come online with everybody at the same time. And we have to make sure our crew gets signed up first and your crew gets signed up first, Kat. But we think we might be able to announce that next week. So don't miss next week in case you want to go, because <laughs> I can't guarantee you'll get in if you don't get in right away. It's going to be full fast. So, well, Kat, uh, if you feel like praying for the people, whatever God gives you. Father, I just pray your love for the yeah. people. You know, you do love even the vilest sinner. Your word says so. But you know that there is a point or evil. There is a point. And I know that you've told me there are people who will never receive you. They have just filled themselves with iniquity and given themselves over to darkness. And they love the darkness. They don't care about life whatsoever. Uh, people don't stop praying for those people, especially if they're your family members. Make sure you stand in the gap for them to know Jesus Christ. He won't let your words drop to the ground. That's what the word says. And so, Father, I would just pray over everybody watching and listening, God, that whatever they have cares about, if they have cares, concerns, if they've been deceived by anybody at any time, Father, uh, if the enemy's attacking them in any way whatsoever right now, I evict the enemy from their lives. In Jesus' name, break off the blinders. Let them see clearly, hear you clearly, be great for you in this world, God. I pray on behalf of them who have infirmities, we evict the spirit of infirmity in Jesus' name. Anybody who's trying to be controlled by the enemy, harassed by the enemy, beat up by the enemy, we evict fear and lack and hate in Jesus' name. And I release the life of God, the love of God, the presence of God, his will, his way, his validation for you, his expectation of what is about to come to this world. His celebration of justice being given in this time. I thank you, Father. Those things are things that are important to us, God. And you want us to know that, that you do care. You are aware. And you're going to move your hand. The greatest days are coming on this earth, Father. Let them see that and know that because their hope is in Christ. Not a man. Because of Jesus Christ. But with him, for him, and because of him, he said we will rule and reign in this world and in the one to come. That is my declaration for everyone watching in Jesus' name. And no lack. Let suddenly begin to come to you that you know he cares for you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Can I always like to give you an opportunity to talk about your two websites so people know how to get a hold of you and all that? Revealingheaven.com is on the screen. What what about there? What's there? Um, that's where that you can find out about our events. Uh, we are still trying to find locations right here in our city now. It's not, it's it's a great place to live, by the way. A lot of things always going on here. Um, but the places to hold events, they're not really big places. Mm. I am working with somebody now to possibly be able to have uh, more than a thousand people come oh. and uh, i am looking forward in september to come to the open opening the heavenlies for the hank kuneman i'm looking forward to that um next friday i think it's next friday oh august the 5th okay. i will be in saint mary florida which is near stanford at uh, glory fire is that right jen in lake mary i'll be at glory fire ministries they're really yeah. good friends the raymer she just sent her mama home to heaven and uh but she's celebrating her mama's homecoming 
And so I will be there um, that one night only. And I have other things planned. I know that I will be up in the Northwest. I'll be all over the place. And when those things are confirmed, we'll put it on our website. So uh, revealingheaven.com is where you find out about the events. It's also where our store is, that we were given a commission to create things that represent heaven on the earth and put them in the marketplace. So people have something to choose besides images of hell. And then catcur.com is a spiritual uh, place where you can learn more about revelation, uh, how to pray for your family members, you know, how to, how to believe things for God. There's interviews on there. There's a gallery that shows things that I saw in the spirit realm or that represent things in the spirit realm. And so it's an exciting place to go. And it is the only place that out there anywhere in the world, the only place online you can give would be on catcur.com. That way people will make up fake, and they make up fake ones all the time and ask you to, they're, they're pretending it's me, asking you for money yeah. to think that's not me. I will not do that. And so those are my two websites. We also have our studio here. Uh, um, and we're going to do a lot more broadcasting than we have. We are still packing. I never knew how much stuff we had in our lives that we're packing. <laughs> and we're also looking for office space. So we will be moving from this location we're in now, which is our home that was taken over some time ago by the offices. And uh, so it will be a joy to have a real home again, the only home and offices where we, we are going to just explode with the things God has given us to do. And we're excited about it. And we bless you all in the name of the Lord. Thank awesome, you, Steve. Awesome. And make Thank sure you get to Elijah. Elijah Streams is making it possible to hear the word of God Thank all over you. the world. And I want to honor Steve for the price he's paid with his life. The devil's tried to kill him several times, was never successful. And now he's a threat to hell because he has revelation <laughs> and he shares it himself. You can be free and you can stay free. Yeah. In Jesus' name. So good. Thank so good, Kat. Thank you. Now, a quick reminder, and thank you, Kat. That was very nice of you to say and do. Um, uh, Herman Martyr will be on tomorrow on Rumble only at 11 o'clock uh, Pacific time. I want to remind you that he says, I want to discuss uh, my take on the condition of the body of Christ in America and the role of President Trump in the fulfillment of God's plan for our nation, as well as how Asian Americans play a part in turning our nation back to God's Amen. That'll That's be awesome. tomorrow at 11 o'clock. So awesome, awesome. God bless you all. Thank you, Kat. We love you so much. We will see you all later. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.